away the the way the yeast goes into the three barrel three and a half barrel fermenter into the mead nice dude that's your first your first pitch first yeast pitch how do you feel about that amazing (laughs) sweet can't wait to talk after this sit down have a beer have some mead talk about lessons we learned that was quite a whoa (laughs) i'm gonna put this down What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining another episode of The Brew Trails. This is episode number 11. We're moving along here. I'm your host, Nick Irvin, Dark Sky Brewing Company. In today's episode, we are going to be brewing a batch of mead. Uh, not even sure if the word brewing is appropriate. We'll be creating a batch of mead with Evan from Dark, uh, oh, not Dark, Drinking Horn Meadery. Uh, we talked to him before. This is a part two where I actually got to join him on his first batch. Um, not much to say here. Let's just get right to the episode. Filling up the water that will soon become honey wine. Well, day one. What are we doing on day one? We're uh, causing chaos and sweating a lot. Uh, you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mostly we're just uh, sterilizing all the equipment, making sure that everything's clean pretty much all the way through from mixing tank to fermenter, including the pumps and all the bits that touch. Anything that touches mead has got to be sterile. And uh, we've just finished that part, so now we're filling up a big giant mixing tub. Yeah, this thing's huge. It's like a big old white, looks like a giant white, coffee mug without a handle or something like that made out of plastic um how many gallons is that thing 150 gallons okay so this is a 3.5 barrel they add because all this stuff is made for beer they put in 25 percent headspace for krausen and i don't have that so i kind of need to i mean that 25 percent of 3.5 barrels would be somewhere around 140 gallons that y'all is math yeah. Stay in school, kids. <laughs> then you, your math will be better than mine, because who knows if I was right on that. <laughs> Do not check that at home. So <laughs> is headspace bad for mead? Headspace is very bad for mead. It's after the initial introduction of oxygen in the must um, to let the yeast population grow, you want to minimize the oxygen. It'll start producing off flavors. It also allows for other bacterias and molds and stuff to be able to take hold and grow inside of there but ironically oxygen is super super important later on because the whole bottle aging process that everyone talks about with wines and meads and stuff actually involves a bit of oxidizing to help mellow out some of the harsher tones that can be found in wines and meads i'm gonna have to review all that information later sweet what looks like opening the five gallon bucket of mead it's mountain top oh (laughs) (laughs) not mead yet and not mead yet the five gallon bucket of honey soon to be mead it is from mountain top honey company orange blossom found right here in flagstaff actually is it it's mountain air though right uh mountain top 
Mountain Top. Mountain Top, and it's out of oh, Kachina. Yeah. Kachina. Okay, not Mountain Air. Just down there. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The first bit of honey to go into the batch. All night long. Hopefully, melting any other crystals that might have formed since it's been sitting here. I can't wait to see this. Dark. I mean, I guess it's because it's in a big bucket and the volume. So, oh, it smells so good. Oh yeah, mesquite is dark though, right? The mesquite is super dark. And almond honey is like the darkest that I've seen. I want to make like the stout of meads with almond honey. Nice, the stout of meads. Okay, I'll let you keep going here, and we're getting ready to be one of the most important parts of the process, right? Yeah. Adding the honey to this giant coffee cup. There it goes. And everything is nice and warm, so this should be smooth transition. Oh, I want to lick that so bad. <laughs> That's a lot of fun, man. So we just we just he did. He just opened his one, two, three, four, fifth uh, bucket of honey. And lo and behold, what was floating on the top of that bucket of honey, or on top of the honey? A bee, also known in the mead world as extra proteins. <laughs> there was an actual, truth be told, bee floating on the top of the mead. It was so cool, I got a picture of it. So this is, this is real stuff here, man. <laughs> That's, that poor bee, though, sacrificed. Not that it would have survived all the way till now anyway, but that was awesome. Oh, there's another one. Oh, that's probably the one you put in there. That's crazy. That's cool. Actual bees. Bees included. So, what are you doing right now? Right now I am mixing up some nutrients and uh, just starting to get them into a small sample of the must so that they get into the larger batch without being all clumpy and stuff. But honey is completely devoid of nutrients for the most part, at least any nutrients, amino acids and stuff that the yeast can actually use. And that's what makes me tricky is that there's lots of sugar in there, but absolutely no nutritional, like no nutrient value. Yeah, and that's a big difference with, with when we're making beer. We have those nutrients already provided to us from the, from the barley, from the grain. Um, and so you have to make one addition, lots of additions. Uh, I do what's called a, an SNA. It's a staggered nutrient addition. And so I keep adding nutrients at sort of regular intervals up until the point where it gets down to uh, 10 bricks or when it's pretty much almost out of sugar. And I also keep an eye on pH during that time because it's a big factor as well in making some good mead is making sure that your pH doesn't roam too much. Yeah. What's a, what's a good pH for, for them to be at? Uh, 3.4. I oh. don't want it to go above 3.5 and I don't want it to go below 3.3. That's a pretty tight, pretty tight schedule. Right now, we're actually at the brewery. Right now, we're souring, kettle souring a beer, and we're looking for it to drop down to three point five as well. Right now, so Making cool. Sours. Yep, lactobacillus just pitched yogurt into wort. Pretty crazy. Oh, that is crazy. <laughs> That's where we got our lactobacillus from. Nice. Cool. So we're gonna add these nutrients, top off with water, make a check on the uh, 
on the hydrometer for your gravity, or bricks, as you say. Um, and then when we're good to go, we're good to transfer after that? Yeah, we'll, we'll transfer it on over and uh, be making up the... We'll, as soon as we turn on the pump, we'll start making our yeast batch and uh, get that little guy all prepared. And then uh, as soon as the yeast cools off enough, we'll go ahead and pitch it on into the fermenter and seal the puppy up and go walk away and have a beer. Awesome. Sweet. And hopefully maybe some of that coffee mead. Heck yeah! Hi everybody, hope you're enjoying episode number 11, talking with Evan Anderson at Drinking Horn Meadery, making that first batch of mead. It was a lot of fun. A couple of shenanigans, as you can probably hear, going on there as well. I got some events going on at Dark Sky Brewing Company, so let's talk about that. First and foremost, we've got a patio now. That's right, we have outdoor seating. And what goes best with patio? A uh, food truck. Heck yeah. We've got the Merge food truck. They're slinging burritos, nachos, salad bowls, chips and guac. Awesome food. So come have a beer. Uh, Even at lunch, Thursday and Friday, we're open now at 11 a.m. So you can come grab lunch on those days. And, uh, you know, we've got a lot of 4% beers out there. So it's it's totally fine. (laughs) We've also got on Thursday now, every Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m., we've got trivia. Thursday trivia. We did it last week and it was a blast. We are having every Sunday brewery yoga called Brewasana. It has been a very good event this summer. So if you want to get that Sunday started off right, do some yoga and have a beer afterwards. Awesome. And also coming up on September 29th, we've got Run Flagstaff and Innovate doing a path to pints. Basically doing a four-mile run and coming back to the brewery. And uh, they'll pay for your first beer if you try on one of the Innovate shoes. That's awesome. Um, Dio, Dia de los Mortes, Day of the Dead celebration, October 28th to November 2nd. We're doing a special bottle release with a Russian Imperial Stout aged in four roses barrel. What? I will leave you with that and let's uh, head right back on into the meadery. So is that your final honey edition? That is the final honey edition. 330 pounds of honey. It was pretty heavy, but, you know, I'm pretty strong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now? So now we just got to add water until we get it up to the proper bricks. Proper bricks? You're putting bricks in your mead? Yeah, mostly gray ones. Some red ones, too. It's a good thing Blockrite is right down the, the road. Uh, so bricks. While he's stirring this up, I'll step back here. Uh, bricks is. Hopefully, you can still hear me. Bricks is a measurement. Uh, you may have heard of Plato or gravity. It basically tells you what your your sugar content is, and so he'll want to know what the sugar content is uh, before fermentation, and then he'll take measurements as he goes, and then he'll have a sugar content post-fermentation and when you compare the pre and the post-fermentation numbers you can figure out your alcohol content and so he's going to fill up the water until he reaches the proper bricks that he wants I guess mead uses bricks maybe we use gravity uh, sometimes play-doh but it's all the same thing a measurement of alcohol so cool can't wait to can't wait to get this into the fermenter and, and be like batch number one done so right now, 
he is mixing up the mead in that giant mixing tank with a, a power drill and this like soft plastic kind of spinner and it is oh it smells so good over there I mean, I love the smell of honey, as most people probably do anyway, but this orange blossom honey that he's using is just, it's filling this giant warehouse room with the greatest smell. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what comes of this, this batch, because he's already made some unbelievable batches, and hopefully I'll get to taste some in just a little bit of some not on the commercial scale, just his home-brewed mead, especially one that he added coffee beans to. What? Oh, all right. I'm going to go back to helping or whatever it is I'm doing. All right, so after quite a bit of... Wait, actually, I got to check this tank. Okay, after quite a bit of learning, which we'll talk about on the next interview video podcast... It is now time for Evan to pitch. He is being very bouncy. Um, I'm actually going to have to turn this pump off first. And away the, away the yeast goes. Into the three-barrel, three-and-a-half-barrel fermenter into the mead. Nice, dude. That's your first, your first pitch, first yeast pitch. How do you feel about that? Amazing. <laughs> Sweet. Can't wait to talk. After this, sit down, have a beer, have some mead, talk about lessons we learned. <sighs> that was quite a... Whoa! <laughs> I'm going to put this down. Alright, well, that's a wrap on episode number 11. Hanging out again with Evan Anderson and Drinking Horn Meadery. Can't wait for him to open up and share his deliciousness with all Flagstaff and uh, probably be on pretty quickly. He's doing great things there and uh, probably be getting his meat out sometime at the end of this year in December. So look forward to that. As always, you can check out a couple of links on the show notes. I'll put a link to his website and a couple of cool mead resources that he shared with me. Please, please, please go on Facebook, go on Twitter, share us, tell some friends who like craft beer, who like craft mead, and who like the great outdoors and outdoor adventures about the brew trails. I'd highly, highly appreciate it. If you go on iTunes and listen to it there, then please give us a rating and a review. That just helps us to reach more and more people. So cheers to that. I will be creating more episodes soon, but I need your input. I need ideas. Tweet me at uh, the Brew Trails and or leave a comment on Facebook and let me know what kind of subjects you'd like me to cover or maybe there's a, a brewery or a brewer you want me to interview or a certain uh, type of process that you want me to go over uh, whatever it is just give me an idea and throw it my way and you can of course always leave a voicemail at 330-8-TRAILS and we'll try to get your comments and questions on the next podcast so until then go out and find your own brew trail